Uh, Wait, what? No. <laughs> All of my friends were convinced that it was someone catfishing me. Because yeah, yeah. we've been talking for so long. 100%. Hey, you're listening to Shots and Thoughts, a podcast all about life, dating, and relationships as a 30-something. I'm Olivia. I'm Amy. And I'm Ashley. I'm like, why are you clapping? They're just excited. (laughs) They're just happy. And just a reminder, we're all adults here, so drink responsibly. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shots and Thoughts. How's it going? Hey, hey, hey. Getting used to being a married woman. (laughs) Slowly starting to sink in. I think so, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, timeline-wise, have you ever been single in your 30s or have you been in a relationship your whole 30s? I've been single. So the stories that we've told on this podcast happened. So racist mm-hmm. and stalker were in my thirties. Okay. Oh, so there's a period of time where I was like single and dating and found some real doozies. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the racist was so long ago. I can't believe yeah, that. No. Well, and the, the reason I can remember that so easily is because I remember my 30th birthday. I was technically dating cupcake then. And he didn't show up to my party and stuff because of a work thing. And I was really upset. So I know that I broke up with him in my thirties. And so therefore I had a a year or two, I think where I was single and dating randomly Mm -hmm. before I met my now husband. You had the best 30th birthday party too. Mm -hmm. That's yes, that is true. Best way to ring it in. Harry Potter themed. There were even chocolate frogs, you guys. Yeah, they were amazing. Amy, your timeline, have you been single in your 30s? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She oh, says, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She says, okay. All right. Okay. So what do you guys think is or was one of the more challenging parts of dating in your 30s compared to challenges you may have had in your 20s? I think people are just on, can be more of a wide spectrum of what they're looking for. I feel like when we're younger, everybody's kind of on the same page of what they want. Like, let's date a little now. We may get married in the future. When you're in your thirties and dating, it feels like people are either not wanting anything serious. They just want to hook up or they could even be on the other end of like, I'm ready to get married next week. And there's just such a wide spectrum. I definitely agree with that. I dated a couple guys that were very much like, you know, I'm in this to get married. Like, I'm pretty sure one of them was ready to propose after like a week. I was like, I'm nope. Bye. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. As soon as we broke up, he found another girl and was engaged within like six months. So Ooh, holy buckets. Yeah. Ooh, that was a man on a mission. Uh-huh. That's interesting. I think that one of the things that I struggle with other than that, which I really hadn't put my finger on, but yes, I agree with that, um, would be just feeling like the dating pool is getting smaller for the type of person that I want to date. Um, whether that's somebody's values or like you said, the fact that they do want a serious relationship. There's a lot of people who are on the apps who already have kids and that's kind of a deal breaker for me. And I just feel like my 
my pool is getting so much smaller. Yeah, at this at some point you're going to get a bunch of divorcees though, and then you're going to have more options. <laughs> as long as they don't have kids from those marriages, I think I'm okay yeah. with the yeah, divorcees. I'm going to have to include that. Well, I asked this question: What is the hardest part about dating in your 30s? On a Facebook group, um, we talked about this book before. It's Logan Yuri's "How Not to Die Alone," and I just find the people on there to make good conversation and stuff. So I asked what is the hardest part about dating in your thirties? And I just kind of want to get your thoughts and some of the answers I got. So the first one is very similar to what I just said, this dwindling pool of secure, consistent, available singles. And I, I have to agree for some reason, I feel like, especially they, they mention like secure and consistent, like finding people who are still dating in their thirties, who are confident in who they are. I feel like that's, that's part of what's getting smaller. Sure. Yeah. Or I guess the other side of that too, is people are very confident in who they are and very set in their ways and they have to find someone very specific to what they're looking for by this point in life. That's interesting. So one of the answers I got was being set in your own ways in your thirties and having trouble finding compatibility because of that feels more like finding someone who is close enough and making peace with your differences. Whereas in your pre thirties, it felt more like finding someone to grow with. Now we grown. Yeah, that's a good point too. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Do you think that now that we're in our thirties, the idea of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Why am I having a brain fart? <laughs> Where you come to the middle on something. Compromise. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> am I having a stroke? <laughs> compromise. Is compromise even more important now because people are more set in their ways and may have bigger differences about things? That's a good question. I think it's probably just as important. You're just compromising a little bit differently because when you're younger, you still have to compromise quite a bit because you don't know what you want and everything. You know, does that make sense? Or like you, you're not as sure. So you're trying to come to decisions together. Whereas mm. as you're older, you know what you want and you have to compromise and come to the middle. So I think you're just compromising maybe just a little bit differently as you get older, but you still have to do it a lot. I agree. Like as you're older, you're still making compromises, but you're, it's definitely different because you also don't want to just settle for yeah. something because you're making that compromise. Yeah, like that's a fine line. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. In your guys's relationships, what are um I don't know, have you felt like you had some differences and you just kind of had to make peace with those differences or I don't know. Yeah, I mean because of, because of being older, I guess, like maybe habits yeah. or things like that, that you've developed now that you're older. I think Amy can definitely relate to me in this. As I've gotten older, I've gotten less willing to go out and do things that I don't want to do mm. as more of an introvert. If I have a day where I'm like, I want to stay home and see nobody in the past when I was younger, I might have compromised and someone said like, well, there's this thing going on. And I'd be like, okay, fine. And then I'd go. And then I maybe wouldn't have fun. And then I would be exhausted because it was just drained me. Whereas now I'm like, no, I won't go do that. And that is definitely a big compromise I've had to have with my husband because he is more of an extrovert and wants to go out and do things. And we've had to have those conversations of like, sometimes I'm just not willing and able to do that. Like, I don't even think we've 
compromised on that really. We've just come to understand that we're different, different, mm. and we both need different things sometimes. Right. So like this per- person commented, making peace with your differences, you two yes. have found a way to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Do you think that when you were dating in your like mid twenties, that that would have been more of a deal breaker for you? Um, no, I think it would have been easier in my twenties because I was more willing to go do things I didn't want to do. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. I was more willing to just be like, okay, fine. I'll go with you. But then it would cause problems later because I would either not have any fun or be just freaking exhausted because of it. Mm-hmm. And the other person didn't quite get that. Right. And so like, why are you in a bad mood? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> so I think it actually caused more problems when I was younger, at least as an adult, I better understand what I want and need and mm-hmm. I can articulate it better, I guess. Yeah. That's a good point. Amy, do you feel like you have any habits or things in your thirties that you've had to kind of manage or deal with differently? I mean, I think it's just balancing that line because it's between making compromises and then just settling for saying, well, they're an adult. They can do what they want. Like, I'll just let them do what they want because I'm not going to convince them otherwise. Like it's but then living like that for a very long time, I guess, I mean, you got to find the balance, mm-hmm. but it tends to sway usually in one direction. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to bring up this, that stupid show that I watched married at first sight, but like there's couples who are very set in their ways about how they manage their finances and how they like oh, to spend their mm-hmm. money. And that's been like a really interesting people who really like to save or want to be able to, you know, buy a new car, but pay for it in cash versus someone who's like, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to throw this vacation on a credit card. You're kind of set in how you're managing that kind of stuff. Another example is like one person's like really particular about cleanliness. And like, if you're going to work out in the evening, you have to shower before you go to bed or Mm -hmm. you have to change the sheets the next day. And like, that's just something that he's very particular about. And she's like, I don't know, I guess I'll sleep on the couch then if I'm too lazy to take a shower. Cause I don't want to change the sheets. (laughs) All things I hadn't really thought about the finance thing. I think my husband and I were just very similar. And so it wasn't even a big conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. And we had to have it even before we got married, just because we bought a house right before we got married and stuff. Yeah. So that wasn't a thing. And then like the cleanliness thing, like as different as him and I are, these things that you're bringing up are really good points that we are, I guess, similar on because they've never come up as an issue. So it's really interesting to hear about like these other Mm -hmm. things that people might have to compromise on. That guy that I was recently dating. So I think I had never been like a super, super clean person when I was younger, but the older I get, the more particular I get about cleanliness and stuff. Like I just cleaned my entire apartment this morning, top to bottom. It smells like bleach and it's delicious. Um, (laughs) But that guy that I had been dating, like his bathroom, I mean, I took a peek in the shower and like, I just, (laughs) I can tell that you haven't cleaned that in a long time or your toilet and there's hairs all over the sink. And I get it. Like you got to live your life and you're busy, but Ooh, I'm, I, that might be a thing for me. That was like a big turnoff. That was a thing for me. Even in college, college boys did not do a good job of cleaning their showers or their toilets. And I, I do hate that. I hate, even if I go to a friend's house 
I get if you're busy and you just haven't had time, but if I go to your house and I try to go to the bathroom and I open the toilet and there's like clearly like, you know, how black spots start forming and stuff. Mm -hmm. I hate it. It grosses me out. I know. (laughs) See, I think, but here's the thing about like the cleanliness and noticing that in college, because I agree with that. But I think back then I was like, "Mm, boys will be boys. And now I'm like, no, sir, have your, have your life together. It's a Clorox wipe. It takes five minutes. Yeah. I think you were probably nicer than me in college. If a guy was like that in college, I was like, you're disgusting. (laughs) Fair, fair. I know if I have people coming over, I always clean like anywhere that they're going to be. I can't necessarily say I'll clean my entire house, but at least where people will be, I will clean there. If I had five minutes before someone came over and I only had five minutes to do something, I would clean the toilets. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. We are neat freaks in our thirties. Yeah, I think, (laughs) I think, yeah. Okay. Back to the comments about the hardest part about dating in your thirties. Another one said the increasing cost of dating and, or having other priorities where you're spending your money, like Mm -hmm. savings or a house. What do you guys think about that one? That's interesting. I would assume that as you get older, people might be more uh, picky when it comes to like where you go on your dates, like what restaurants you go to, we can no longer just go to like a shitty college bar to meet someone. Right. That's super interesting. I had not thought about that. Here's the thing I have to say about that. Like, hopefully as you're getting older, your income is also growing. So yeah, you're maybe prioritizing savings or putting money towards your house, but I just feel like you should still have enough left over to go on a decent date. And I think maybe this is a very Midwestern perspective, but like, I'm fine going and getting a couple of beers at a brewery with somebody like it doesn't have to be fancy. And maybe that's just me. Um, I'm not expecting some fancy steakhouse dinner all the time. So I guess just to play devil's advocate. Yes. (laughs) Cannot talk today. (laughs) So what if like you went on a date with someone that was like you that went back to school multiple times and at this point in life is still in school and maybe like you was on rotation and not making anything, but maybe didn't have a house to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, their income would be pretty small right now. I feel like we've touched on this before. I think it's like just that confidence factor, like then plan something where you don't spend a lot of money. Let's go on a hike together. Let's go take a walk along the local beach nearby and get an ice cream or a coffee. Like I don't notice. I don't think if people don't spend a lot of money on me and I also appreciate splitting things too, but that's a side comment. But if it's someone who like brings it up and it seems to be a sticking point for them, that's when it would become a problem to me. I'm fine with a walk and coffee. Yeah. I'm not okay with you like making a weird deal out of it. I think I'm with you, Olivia. Like, I don't care how much money you spent on the date as long as maybe you put some thought into it or generally I just enjoy you enough that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I could see some people that being a real turnoff for. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, think of some of the women on Love is Blind. Mm. If they tried to. If someone tried to take them to a brewery or for a walk and coffee or a hike for a first date, I could see them throwing a little fit about it. So I think there are people out there that are like us. And then there's people out there that are definitely not. And that it is a big deal for, and it's just very interesting. That's true. 
Well, then I think the guy who made this comment, I mean, those aren't going to be his people. I don't think Mm -hmm. if that's like a big priority for somebody, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's not interested in the coffee and a walk date, then move on. Yeah. Um, okay. The last one is moving a lot in adulthood and not having a friendship network through which to meet people. Oh, that's tough. I would definitely say like, I've met people like that recently where they went to college somewhere and then they had a first job somewhere else. And now they're settling down here but they don't really have like a way to meet people in person and I think it's especially hard right now because a lot of jobs are working remotely so it's not even like you have that core group of coworkers that you see every day and who might know somebody for you or you're going to happy hour with them after work you know that kind of thing yeah I agree that would be really hard Mm -hmm. is it a red flag if a guy doesn't have many friends, let's say there isn't this kind of like, I just moved here situation. Um, would that be a red flag? Because I feel like I've had two, I can't even call them relationships, but longer dating experiences this year. And both of them, I felt like didn't really have a core group of friends that they hung out with or saw regularly. And for some reason that was just kind of strange to me like I want you to have other interests and do other things outside of a relationship I want to meet your friends because I think that gives a perspective of what you're kind of like but if you don't have any friends to meet am I reading too much into this no I definitely think it's a red flag why to you is it a red flag just past experience leads me to believe it's a red flag the people that I've had some of my more serious issues with have not had a good group of friends. Now I have had issues with people who have had great groups of friends. So I don't think it's the only determining factor, but it also means that like, if I want to go out with you guys some weekend, that means he's home alone. And maybe there becomes issues with that. Like he always wants to be with you. He doesn't want you to go out and do things with your friends. And I personally, excuse me, I personally think it's um, really important to still have your own interests and hobbies and lives outside of each other. I think Mm -hmm. everything cannot be wrapped up with each other. Um, so without other friends, like how is he going to have any of those other interests? Like, what is he doing with his time? Right. He's just really independent and has his own interests that he does on his own or things he does and works on and doesn't need someone there all the time. Amy, I don't buy this because you can be somebody who's independent and likes doing things alone, but you still have friends, right? Maybe they just don't live here. Well, that's different. She had said like, it's not like someone had just moved or something. Yeah. And maybe they've lived here for a while and their, their friends that they're close with are just not here. Well, that's different. They still have friends. I'm saying if they don't have any friends, they don't talk to anybody else, nothing. These guys that you went on dates with didn't have any friends, even in another place in the United States. Yeah. The pharmacist, who did he have? He had a softball team, but it wasn't like those were friends. Yeah. The racist had his, the band that he was in, but he didn't have like friends that he hung out with at all. Okay. And he was from here. So like, it's not like it's cause he moved and his friends were other places. 
in those specific cases, then yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Right. Cause then it, it makes me question like your personality too. Like, again, I don't want to like hate on introverts. So this is the wrong word to use, but like, are you so <laughs> introverted that you just don't make friends? Are you not sociable? Are you really that awkward? Like, what am I missing here? Yeah. Well, and they have to have an outlet somewhere, even if it's their family. I, I don't care if, if they have two brothers who are their best friends, as long as they act as friends and they can hang out with them, they can talk to them. Like, I think everybody needs people to talk to and it can't right. be solely your partner because sometimes you got to talk about your partner. <laughs> like, right. So like, I just, they just need some outlet. I think that's not you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Cause it's exhausting being the only person. Yeah. Right. Well, and we've talked a lot about Ashley, your parents' relationship and mm-hmm. how we all aspire to have that <laughs> because they have separate groups of friends. They have separate interests. They come back into their relationship and have things to talk about. And yeah. I think that's what helps make their relationship last. Like I appreciate yeah. that a lot. Yeah. And I, I'm not talking, they have to have a huge group of friends, even if they just have like two core friends that they can talk to and see, you know, like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be huge. Like, like this. Yeah, like exactly. This. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If they have a, uh, let's say they are throwing, it's their birthday and you don't have a single person outside of your friends to invite. That's a red flag to me. Right. Yeah. Something is wrong there about either your ability to make friends or maintain friends. And that gives me bad vibes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, as usual, Amy's more willing to just be like, yeah, sure. The rest of us, (laughs) or at least me. Don't mean to throw you under the bus too, Ashley, but (laughs) Uh, there's, you know, with everything that we talk about, there's like a spectrum of one of us is totally fine with it. One of us is totally not fine with it. And there's one of us in the middle. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Amy, we're friends. Yep. Yes. <laughs> why don't you take the opportunity to get back at us and make us drink there now you go. Um, with a game of 60 second sips? All right. Are you guys ready? So ready. Okay. Would you swipe yes or no to someone who, who makes you a secret from either their friends or family? No. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no. What about um, someone that doesn't have a filter? They just say everything in their head. Married to one. So, yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm going to say no. All right. Um, has a messy car. No. <laughs> oh, I'd say yes, but that would drive me crazy. Mm, gross. What about someone that has overbearing friends? Ooh, that's tough. I'd probably (laughs) say no. Yeah, I'd have to go with no, too. That would get old. Yeah, that'd be tough. Last one is like someone that is selfie addicted or addicted to just do it for the gram. No. No. I was watching... So that question came from, I was watching a TV show and it was the, my unorthodox life. And mm. there's this one married couple on there and the guy's like, he just gets annoyed with his wife because like she has, like it's on him. Like, why are you eating? I need to take a picture first or, oh. Hey, let's stop what we're doing. We need to take, well, she's also an influencer too. So a lot of it's for like her brand and everything, but it's yeah. like, he's like everything we do. 
like we have to stop take a video take a picture like yeah I don't like that he did like realize and that's a big part of her life and she felt that he wasn't supporting her in that for their anniversary he planned like this whole like uh dance thing that could be recorded and put on her social media like account then and she thought that was really cute but yeah it it sounds like in his case he's already looped in like he's already he's got to deal with it he can't swipe no at this point (laughs) right yeah (laughs) (laughs) just time to make the best of it yeah yeah what show was this my unorthodox life it's about the ceo of elite which is like a modeling agency she used to be part of um like the orthodox uh, jewish like that super fundamentalist jewish Hmm. group i think yeah um and she left the religion and took her children with her and her children who were brought up in the religion like it was just ingrained in their head so it did take them some time to be comfortable with like living in the outside world her youngest still lives with her ex-husband um in like that community um and so like some of the episodes were about her just breaking down because she's like there are options there's more to life than just like not talking to girls and like not being able to like have like watch tv or like women not being able to wear pants like that was her daughter and husband were the one um the ones with the social media thing that I was just talking about like she wanted to start wearing pants out in public and he just was not ready for her to be doing that yet but they were both brought up in their religion it was just so ingrained in their head like it it takes time and they were both on different pages but they were trying to work together to get to a point where they could keep moving forward together in it but there's like a lot of drama because it's like I mean it's like a soapy <laughs> documentary TV show kind of thing, almost like the Kardashians. But Ooh. I still like the like the basis behind it was interesting. Learning some of like the history and like what she did to get out and helping others. She's trying to make do this whole movement in like the modeling agency to or modeling world to make it more comfortable and safe place for models, hmm. um, and also giving them options like. Once you hit a certain age, you really can't model anymore. Like, what do you do after that? And so setting them up for success in the future. So I thought that part was interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. So definitely give that a watch. I binged it all at hmm. one time. <laughs> we should do a roundup of the things that we're watching or reading or listening to. What, what What's good on the list right now other than my unorthodox life? Uh, I watched Twilight last night. Oh my God. I need to watch that again. I'm scared to, but I want to for fun. All of no. the movies are on Netflix. So please help yourself. Is it as cringy as I think it is just from trying to remember it from college? Yeah. I was watching it. I was like, why was I into this? Oh God. <laughs> oh. I like want to watch it because there was a time in my life where I liked it but I know I don't want to watch it because I'm scared to watch it and be like what was I thinking why Uh, I'm just not a Kristen Stewart fan either like her acting and just and Rob Pattinson too like I was just it's so cringy watching them oh god I didn't watch it back then I'm not gonna watch it now (gasps) what okay I did like the music back like they had good music they did there's a good soundtrack 
Um, but yeah, we're gonna have like a girls' night and dinner, and we're gonna make Olivia watch. I'm down. Twilight. Yeah, absolutely I'm not. Yes. Next time yes. we get together, Olivia, you know, we, we have, have to. to determine if you are Team Jacob or Team Edward. It will determine the rest of our friendship. <sighs> yes, Olivia, this is really important. Yes, very important. <laughs> Life or death? <laughs> not interested. Mm. Okay, that's what we recommend you not watch. <laughs> We're going to have to have a poll on our Instagram. Yeah, about team, team Jacob, Jacob or Team, or team Edward. Edward. <laughs> Amy, what are you? Uh, team Edward. Uh-oh. Yeah. I was always Team Jacob. Anyways. Lord have mercy. Yeah, um, we need a tiebreaker, Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Ashley, you were just telling us about a book you were reading. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really liked two books recently. One was like, well, both were pretty thought provoking one, especially right now with what's going on in the world. Um, it was called take what you can carry. Okay. That one is about, I think it's set in the seventies about a woman who's dating a man who was an immigrant and, um, he gets invited back to a family wedding in the middle East. And, um, he says like, no, we can't go. It's not safe there. That type of thing. And she's like, no, I, I can handle it. Let's do it. I want to meet your family. And they go back and some things happen. And he's like, this is what we live with every day. And these are the dangers my family faces. So that was super interesting. Like I said, especially with what's going on in the world right now. Um, and then the other one was the midnight library. I really liked that one. It's about a woman who is kind of in limbo and gets to pick out a book from the library and see if she had made a slightly different choice in her life where her life would have ended up. And it's just very interesting for her to go through and see like how different decisions would have impacted her life. And ultimately what she like decides to go with is, is very interesting. That one sounded fascinating when you were telling mm -hmm. us about it earlier. Yeah, it's a good one. I definitely want to read that because I think about that a lot in my own life. Like what if I had what done if this I differently? Done that? What yeah. if I had, you know, very interesting. Amy, you had recommended a Netflix series to me that I have started, but I'm not very far. Manifest. Yes, that one. Yeah. I liked it. It had gave me like Lost vibes. If mm -hmm. either of you were into Lost, I was obsessed with that show. And so it's like, I don't know, it's this plane with these full people they land the plane and everyone was like freaking out. And they're like, what happened? They're like, you've been gone for this, like five years. They're like, what? We were just on a plane. They're like, yeah, the plane disappeared for five years. <laughs> so it's like, what happened? What caused that? Like, and then they have like these weird superpowers, not superpowers, but they can hear things like after they land and they're all kind of connected, the people that were on the plane. So it's interesting, like, like just seeing like their lives afterwards and how it changes. And that sounds interesting. Yeah. I, when I think you it first got canceled though. <gasps> so yeah. So oh no, only, do not like, get people into a show that's going to like cut off at some point without a solution. <gasps> okay. So, well, yeah, it does cut off. Oh, but no. They're like in the works of making like a movie, I think. So like to kind of tie it all up because there's such a big following for the TV show and people are really into it, but the network still canceled it. So that's rude. just a heads up. There are only a certain amount of episodes. Uh -oh. <laughs> Amy, now I'm into it. Now I have to finish and it's going to be a cliffhanger. Now I'm upset. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> 
I will say it sounded very like weird sci-fi, not my style when you explained it both before and now, but I will say it is very interesting, especially because there's a lot of like integrating back into these lives and families that have been without you for five years and kind of the emotional toll that happens because of that. So it's, it's got a lot of facets to it. So I'm Mm -hmm. enjoying it so far, but apparently nothing. I really like Formula One Drive to Survive as well on Netflix. I think everybody should watch it. Nobody's watching it. I need someone to talk to about it. A bunch of hot race car drivers. It's a bunch of hot race car drivers. Yeah. And I, I still, I had no interest in racing whatsoever. And it's just fascinating to me, the politics that happen and like how dangerous everything they do is. It's, It's really interesting. I have been listening to a lot of podcasts because I have a pretty decent commute to the hospital I'm currently at right now. And I should probably be listening to educational medical things, but I, I want to think about something else. Something Was Wrong is a podcast I listened to a while ago. I listened to the first season and it's more or less about a woman's story about how someone totally gaslit her. And as someone who's had some gaslighting in her life, I just like really appreciated how the story was told and just how crazy the situation was and how easy it is to kind of fall the victim and that it was kind of, you know, reassuring to me. So the first season was really good. Now I've skipped ahead to the current season, which I think is season nine. I am addicted. Episodes come out on Thursdays. I cannot wait for the next episode. It's just such a crazy story. So in this one, I don't want to give anything away, but there's like a woman who's being gaslit by a man, but then also like another man who got involved in this whole debacle. And so you get to hear both of their stories and I'm just like dying to know how it connects. And I just, if you like kind of mystery gaslighting relationship suspense kind of things this this podcast is definitely a good one Hmm. my go-to podcasts are my favorite murder which when I was in the office I would listen to that my desk while I was like doing something monotonous so I could focus on the stories and I would just like bust out laughing or like gasping like at my desk (laughs) (laughs) and people like you okay over there I'm like yeah just just listening to about Serial killers. <laughs> I also really like listening to stories about serial killers. Anatomy of Murder is a good one. Um, that has two, like, I think one used to be a prosecutor and one used to be a detective. And they talk about different cases and kind of give you their per- professional perspective on it, which is really hmm. cool. So I like that one a lot as well. Yeah, the other one I listen to is like about dating and life in your 30s and it's called um shots and thoughts (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait a second (laughs) i'm also reading a book right now and i don't know how much broad appeal this is gonna have but it's called the second chance club and it's about this guy who's kind of like not sure what he wants to do for a career nothing's really working out and he ends up becoming uh PO, um, a parole officer. Um, and he works in New Orleans and some kind of crummy neighborhoods and how they're trying to help these people stay out of 
jail, but how their situations and just the lives that they grew up in make that really, really challenging. So it's a very interesting kind of perspective on life for people who don't have a lot of privilege and mm. how challenging it can be to break the cycle. So I'm finding that really interesting. Oh, that sounds interesting. Any other good shows or movies? I need to procrastinate studying and a good binge seems right up my alley. I just finished new girl. I watched it when it was live on TV, but I just finished watching it all over again on Netflix and man, it's still so funny. I just so good. It. The series finale, like the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is on Hulu. Um, I also binged watched recently Never Have I Ever, which is that show that Mindy Kelling put out. Oh, um, I mean, it's like a little teenage drama kind of show, but I still I still like watching it. Nice. Very nice. Well, lots of stuff for us to watch and read and listen to. Uh, we'll have to do this again sometime, you know, yeah. a roundup of this kind of thing. I think it's fun. Yeah, I agree. Last but not least, are we too old for those glow in the dark stars that you stick on your ceiling? Okay, so this came up because I came across this post on Instagram. Someone said, saw a TikTok where someone was complaining that their date was 30 years old and had glow-in-the-dark stars on their ceiling, and I have become enraged. You are never too old for glow-in-the-dark stars. If you hate whimsy with all your heart, I don't think we can be friends. (laughs) Thoughts? Yeah, I kind of agree that it feels childish, but at the same time, like if it makes you happy, it's not hurting anyone who cares. Yes, I have to agree with that. Yeah, like why? It doesn't matter. Who cares? I always wanted them as a kid and my parents were like, no, we don't want all that sticky stuff on the ceiling. I had them as a kid. I I was, I was spoiled in that sense. I got them and they definitely, the little glue and sticky stuff definitely like stained the ceiling. So when (gasps) I did take them down, there were like little spots everywhere. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. I still think they're so cool. Yeah. Now they have much cooler versions though, like of projector things that put all the actual like uh, constellations on the ceiling so like you can do yes. much better now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's an app that I like using it's called sky view light mm-hmm. l-i-t-e um and it shows it doesn't like project things on the walls or anything but it shows you on your phone like where all the stars all the planets the satellites everything is depending on like where you turn you can see where like what direction everything is and it'll name all the constellations everything so it's if you guys like stars it's definitely a real good app to check out that sounds fun i live so far out from everything now that i can actually see stars maybe that's a good thing (laughs) she doesn't need an app anymore no (laughs) just identify them yes well another great episode guys cheers 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 thanks for listening Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ShotsThoughtsPod and Twitter at ShotsThoughts. And if you're enjoying these episodes, we would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. Cheers! Cheers.